Hey everybody, it's Cage. By now you know that Lucas Tigers and Browns podcast is sponsored by PWCC, and you've probably already heard our weekly PWCC episode. But did you know that you can now bid on the weekly and premier auctions straight from the PWCC mobile app? It's the easiest way to bid on cards, make offers in the fixed price marketplace, track your submissions, and view your vault portfolio. So join the thousands of people who are already placing bids using the mobile app. It's available on both Apple and Android devices. Thanks, everybody, and enjoy the episode. That, that's amazing. Un, totally unplanned. Big shout out to Overtime Sam and the Overtime crew. Look at that. We're both wearing the same hat. They got you know? some good stuff. They got see these Lucas shorts I want to get. I mean, I spent the day in the pool. Normally, you know, you normally get the hair all did. Uh, you know, we're doing the episode here Sunday evening. I was going to go do the hair, but, you know, I decided. And also not taking it off and not showing the hair because Ryan, our collector too, has the monopoly on this week on hair with no gel. And a lot of stories about that. So I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to show you my, 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 my. Hair with no with no product in it. That's not for happening. me. For me in that in that uh, video. And by the way, episode six ninety three, the fractional Uh-oh. report before opening bell, sponsored by Collectible, the best sports card podcast in the world. It's where you oh, yeah. all your hobby news, information, and laughs. It was how he was stroking his hair with his hand. It was it was the motion. He didn't want us to see the non gelled hair. That was your favorite. How you like you like watching him stroke himself? Oh, yeah, we're going. We're, we're going right there. Right. <laughs> a topic you brought up, I see. We're we're playing ping pong. No big deal. I'm ready. I'm ready. Dude, by the way, let me just yes. tell the crew here. Let me just tell, tell the crew. Andrew, Andrew, and I have not spoken yet today. He just texted me a little while ago, and he's like, "Yo," and I'm like, "Oh, I'm doing this. I got this. I got this going on. I'm I'm here. I'm I'm in the pool. I'm I got I got you know Ian's outside playing basketball. You might hear that ball bouncing in the background, guys. While we're you know while we're recording, my daughter's got a friend over. I gotta take a friend home later. It's like a whole to do. And I, Andrew says, "I'm reading." <laughs> <laughs> it's just like yeah, I'm, I'm I'm just sitting here reading a book, and I'm like, Ugh. I mean, like, <laughs> I'd like to read a book. I just never learned to read. <laughs> I mean, it's, you gotta it's love it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have kids. I, I, you got to do something with your time. And if you watch two, like I watched Ricky Gervais today, I got some laughs, and I was like, all right, now I need to get smarter because I feel dumb. And I, I read a book, and, and I actually ordered a book that I ordered six books of a mentor that I really like. And I'll tell you guys about him tomorrow. He has a book that he came out with really his first book ever written. And uh, I'm going to give out five of them. I'm going to read one myself and I'm going to give five out. Cause I think, sweet, you know, a lot of success in life is like doing the right things, but it's also having the right mindset. So it's a combination of doing the right things and having the right mindset while doing it. So, and I think no one pairs those two things just like the way this author does. And, and, this is his first book. I've followed him for a while. I'm looking forward to sharing him with some people in Luca Nation. So be on the lookout. Listen, I, re- I read it in a book. So I got to ask you, what is going on with Andre the Giant's jockstrap? What's the deal there? <laughs> I mean, you know, did normally, you know, you see these kind of moves and it's uh, – you know, there's something, something going down. Well, but- we used to have a guy on our team. So it's special because – as we've, we've done this for two years, I mean, 
people join us for a season, a reason, or a lifetime, you know? So some people, you know, they come and go. They, I want to do some content for you while I'm in college. And one of the people that was in college creating content for us, he we started doing the collectible show, and he fell in love with Andre the Giant's jockstrap. So I'm <laughs> thinking that he's probably trading that. And remembering his personality was very high-low. You know, he's either very excited or, or, or very worried. So am I picking up what you're putting down? Yeah, yeah, I'm 100%. 100%. You pick it up what I'm putting down. But Andre the Giant's jockstrap was up like 90% this week on collectible. So I was just wondering whether or not, you know, you were making a play for it. I know it can't hold you. I, I, I know it's not enough. I know you would need two of them. I had a conversation with a Jewish uh, friend this Friday. And for some reason, that came up. I, I Andre don't the Giant's jockstrap came up? Yeah. yeah, wow. and, and Some friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it's pretty awesome. Um, I see how you roll. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Woo! Interesting stuff, I guess. You know, I mean, listen, Andre Giant's jockstrap. Hey, what do you think of those Yankees? Well, I don't want to talk about that. Let's talk about Andre's jockstrap. So, guys, that's one of the top three gainers. Andre, you want me to go over the data? Yeah, you I mean, go you over can. the data. I'll, I'll be cool over the data. Yeah, I'll, I'll be cool the data. commentator. Your play by play. I like that. This is a, it's 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 a little bit of a change. So, um, you know, most stuff a little trading wise overall pretty flat, less than a percent in either direction. Cards were down a half a percent. Memorabilia down one percent. Basketball up a half a percent. Baseball basically flat down like seven hundreds of a percent. Football down about three percent. Golf, the big you know leader in the down market, down twenty four point eight seven percent. And tennis, what I like to call those ancillary ones. People get mad at me. Uh, there was one tennis card, the Nadal, that was a big big dropper here. Um, hockey down nine percent. Soccer up a percent. Boxing basically flat. And wrestling, led by that Andre Jockstrap, up twenty percent. The top three gainers, um, Andre the Giant's Jockstrap. Uh, how many times can I say the word jockstrap in an episode? We'll call this the jockstrap episode. Drink every time Cage says jockstrap. That's it. 93% for Andre. Uh, keeping up the memorabilia as the segment that is hot. The next two gainers on the top three are Chris Bosch's Air Force 25 game-worn sneakers signed from 06-07, up 41%. And Wilt's 54 high school uniform, up 37.5%. On the downside, weird, Kobe's... 2016 game worn Black History Month sneakers photo matched are down. They're down 39% this 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 past week. Joel Embiid, nobody surprised. His jersey, you know, after the season ends and he doesn't win, doesn't win the MVP, down 40%. And Rafael Nadal 03 Net Pro Glossy PSA Town down 50% on the week. The biggest loser of the week is Nadal. Is that because of Alcatraz? No, it doesn't make any sense. And, and sometimes that's I think that's a good place to start. Uh, as these fractional sites get more and more sophisticated and get more people on them, they will be more efficient. Right now, I don't think they're at that place because um, Rafa's in the most important tournament of his in the year. It's the French Open right now. Do you follow tennis? Not yeah, really. man, that's on clay. That's his tournament. That's the one that he dominates. He moves on clay like no other. Always has for his entire career. No, I don't know anything about tennis. No, but you're right, and it, this is a weird time, in my opinion, to be selling. I guess, yeah, I, that's I his don't tournament. Know. That's his tournament. That's his tournament. Plus, come on, this is a dude who has the most majors. You know, maybe there was a little bit of a run up there because he had the most majors and stuff and, and that kind of stuff. But it's difficult to understand how things move. Like, for example, I'll tell you how wrong I was, guys. Last week, normally, 
Cage talked about something. It's because the numbers are there, the whole nine yards. That was not a play on the numbers, though, the one that I'm wrong about last week. Normally, if I if I find something that's beat up and down and, you know, look at that, blah, 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 usually has a good week, right? Because I found it not because of anything ancillary, but because just the chart looked like it had been beaten down too much. This was not one of those. This was a, remember when Tiger Woods golf club sold for an amount and then the one on collectible also sold, it, it moved. Well, remember the, the Sandy Koufax 55 rookie jersey with bids around $2 million on, I think it was golden. Um, collectible has the 64-65 jersey completely flat this week. I assume that it would be dragged up by the sale of the $2 million one from his rookie year where he didn't really do anything in his rookie year, whereas in 64-65, he was, you know, he was full-on Koufax dominant. Um, but no, no, no impact on that. No, no trading up, basically, you know, completely flat, zero percent. So I'm not right all the time. Some of the stuff, you know, it doesn't, uh, doesn't follow. It doesn't follow. It wasn't wrong. I mean, it didn't go down, but not right. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking like, who, who is the buyer on, who's the investor on fractional, right? Like you, you remember my response when we talked about Kofax last week? Yep. I compared him to Clay K- Kershaw and you think that's ridiculous and all that stuff, but the fractional investor I think mo- mo- more of them are me than you. I think people like you are people that want to own the full item. Yeah. People like me who, you know, I can't really afford Who don't even know who Kofax is. I know who Kofax know? is. Relax. I just don't know why he's <laughs> so respected when Kershaw's so hated. And their stats are almost identical. So before you jump down my throat. Oh, but Kershaw maybe will get more respect, you know, you know, as the body of work is complete. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, Kofax at the time was loved. And, you know, obviously he had the ancillary stuff. But, you know, maybe Kershaw right now, you know, he has that current player stuff. And remember, for a long time, Kofax was uh, – uh, Kershaw was a loser. He was somebody who couldn't win in the postseason. And he finally got one done. And, you know, people were comparing him to, like, Verlander and a couple of other guys. Yeah, he couldn't win. He never won That's a big harsh. game. And then then they got it. That's Listen, this is what people care about now with current players. You got to win. I will throw this little little fun thing on, on the Kofax. This is going to shock you. So do me a favor. Just grab your seat. Hold your ass for a second. And don't fall out of it, Andrew, because this is going to shock you. You were already shocked the fact that the Kofax jersey sold for $2 million. You were yes. already shocked. You were blown away by that. So I think part of the reason this didn't move is because Golden, believe it or not, did not promote that. There were no big, oh, record-breaking sale, blah, blah, blah. You want to know why? Why? Because the owner of it set a reserve on it that wasn't met. That $2 million, it didn't actually sell for that. It got bid up, but didn't get bid high enough to actually finish the sale. Do you believe that? I think reserves are stupid. (laughs) Well, I will tell you this. The person who owns that jersey, who thinks it's worth three or four million dollars, this week he doesn't think or she doesn't think that uh, reserves are stupid, because they tested the water, saw that the market price did not meet what their expectation was for what this is worth. They now all, know that auctions are so weird because the, all the value sometimes falls to the the seller. What's the value there to the buyer? The buyer should have got a steal, in theory. But that prevents the buyer from getting a steal. So I, I, I can tell you what's fun is I watch these auto auctions, Meekum auto auctions, Barrett Jackson. You know, they have them on TV. They do live auctions out. A lot of, a lot of them in Florida. Lot, no, that's buddies? their names. I don't. I wish I knew these guys. They sell amazing vehicles, millions of dollars worth of cars really fast. But what's Johnny amazing Hopkins. is what's amazing. Johnny Hopkins. Johnny Hopkins. That's a good university. But that's not. They don't sell cars at John Hopkins. They. 
they do research. But so these guys sell cars. I'm telling you, take, take a Mika Motors, Barrett Jackson, good stuff, right? But the point that I'm making is cars roll out with a reserve on, right? And the reserve price is set on the car rolling out for the auction block and people bid. And if it doesn't hit the reserve, usually the owner of the car is either on the phone or at the location, like in person. And you'll see if it gets close to what the reserve price is, and I think this is why you're saying reserves are stupid, so just stick with me here, okay? They'll they'll, they'll, they'll call the person or they'll reach over the person and they'll, say, blah, 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 and they'll convince them that there are more bids to have, but you have to kind of grease the wheels a little because a person's not going to bid unless they know that it's going to get them this win. It's going to get them the item. Where reserve is there, you know, they're bidding 70 grand on a car. They don't know 75 or 80 gets it. Maybe they think the reserve is 125 and they stop bidding. So almost always what happens is they'll take the reserve off. They'll say, oh, reserve is off, right? Sometimes they say, no, I want my reserve is off. And all of a sudden, bids that were dead start coming in. Boom. Oh, oh, someone's going to win it. No reserve auction. Whatever this ends at, it's going to end at. And all of a sudden, it gets interesting. I say we do that for the Kofax jersey and have some fun. (laughs) I want to know what the true value is. It might sell for more. It, it very well might sell for more. It might sell, you know, my, my thought would be that it would probably end for more than what it ended at in the past auction because people basically were like, you know, there's probably two people and somebody stopped because they said, you know what, I'm not going to just keep bidding because I don't know if this is going to, you know, actually, you know, I, I won't win it. You know what this reminds me of? Shoot. There was an episode in Entourage where Turtle's uncle gave him a tip. Mm-hmm. That tip was Kofax was dying mm-hmm. and his Not memorabilia like would shoot up after death he hadn't <laughs> left this house in days he convinced drama to put up all the money then they found out it wasn't kofax that it was dying it was his dog his dog named kofax no his just yeah i mean famous people probably named their dogs after themselves i think i'd name my dog goldberg that's fair yeah his dog named kofax all right, good enough. Now you name your dog Goldberg. I mean, listen, I think that's a very, very good story. I like the episode. It has absolutely nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I like when you add in little, you know, little, little tidbits, little information and stuff, fun stuff like that. I so think tell me. why we're the best is when markets are going <laughs> great, you guys profit with us. When mm-hmm. markets are going terrible, you tune in for a laugh, right? <laughs> the best. And we try to find stuff that's not terrible. Listen, you know, in these markets, we, we say it's terrible. In these markets, you know, sometimes things That's hit floors, bad. right? Things hit floors in these markets. So quality assets hit floors, and you can kind of see them start to bounce, right? So I purchased myself, just so that everybody knows here, I purchased a Tiger Woods card for myself for my own PC that I have no intention to sell. I purchased a LeBron James. And a card that I think yeah, has, yeah. A, has a floor, right? A card out there that has a floor that we now see what the Stop trading range is. dropping your cards on the floor. <laughs> the 86 Fleer Michael Jordan PSA 10 that's on collectible. People have seen this one trade now, basically in a straight line anywhere between two thirty and two seventy. You and your you and your PSA ten buddies of that card are protecting it. I well, know it. So knows it. This is a card that was down, I think, eight weeks coming into this past week, but it was up twelve percent this week, and yep. not up. Yeah, back up into the two forties because everybody knows this is the price. That's the price it's worth. That's the price it sells for. It sells between two twenty, two thirty, and two seventy. You know, nicer copies will sell higher, the whole deal. And that's kind of, it's now hit its floor. It's now hit its trading floor. Can we talk about the uh, the elephant in the room that no one wants to discuss? Babar? They're all talking about stocks compared to 
cards, compared to cryptos, compared to gold and art, all that stuff. But the reality True. is, if you just look across the board, every single card that's not named the LeBron first Laker jersey prism <laughs> is up astronomical percentages of where it was just two years ago. That's right. That Jordan, sure, it's up 12% to 240, but it's 6x what it was before the last dance started at 40K. Yep. 6x. Yep. I, want, I, I don't need to say it again, right? No, not at all. And I think when markets start to kind of bleed, people also realize that, and they're not sure where the true floor is. Yeah, I mean, I think it's very fair. I think basically what you're looking at here is Sorry, on the way up. Negative. On the, reading no, it's not negative. It's 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 a lot of it's a very fair point. And here's here's a a, um, a weird one from from Cage. Because a lot of people are right. A lot of people said the run-up, where you want to see your appreciation, where you want to put your money, is put it in the rare stuff. Put it in the stuff that doesn't come up that often for sale. Um, put it in those. Because you know when the going is good and everybody's making money, you're going to make more money with that stuff because people are going to chase. They can only get that one or two or eight opportunities to get that 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 card. That's the, your prism gold is the whole deal. And you want, you wind up seeing these crazy high prices. But while everybody – while the market's coming down, Right, while well, while stuff's coming down and people are not doing as well, they're not flush with cash, and then you know, let me just set a new record, right? A card like that that's rare that comes up for sale it might not have the same market it had last year. It might actually sell for fifty percent of what it sold for last year, even though it's rare and there's less of them out there in the whole nine yards, right? You don't know what it's going to sell for. You take a chance on something like that because it's not liquid, right? And I get the whole it's rare, you know, it's not a lot of them out there, you know, the rare stuff's where you want to be, and that made a whole bunch of sense last year. You know what I'd rather be? something that's liquid so i know what it's worth right and i see sales of it i see multiple sales of it and i see what the full that's something you can see where a floor comes in whether it's the jordan A6 fleer or lebron's chrome cards or whatever it might be you can see that there are sales you can see the sales start to level out on it right so they you're looking at exactly the right chart right it had a peak it's got the sales leveling out and the next leg up the next leg up and even if it's not at least you have some comfort level in setting a valuation for a card like that what are you comparing it to what do you got there is that a recent more recent chart two, two years so what's funny is and you can do this again andrew you can put your if you just do the two-year one again you can you can put your hand over the blips just put your finger over the blips boom i'm gonna put my hand right in front of the screen right there scroll down a little bit so people can see the chart and it's up in two years, it's up. You see, it starts to move up. And if you just get rid of, just take your dry erase and erase that crazy spike. And you just look from left to right. It's going up. It's slowly going up, but it's going up. It's moving in the right direction. Sure, this is if you a bought very weird chart, by the way. If you bought there, that's you know, it's interesting and odd stuff. But if you just bought here and you're holding it, it's up. It's up from where it was. I don't love the chart and everybody would love to see the chart going up, but this is, that's a very similar chart to what everybody else's cards look like, except for that weird spike a couple months ago. I don't know where that spike is. That must've been that one card that, that the guy planned on buying and, and trying to move it over to a BGS 10. He thought it was the most gorgeous version of the card out there. You know, guys in the comments, forget money for just a second. All oh, yeah, just forget money. Forget it. All dollars aside. What's the Jordan card to own? I'm curious what people will say. What's I mean, the Jordan card to own? Because there's so many cool Jordan cards out there, Cage. Yeah. I, I mean, right now, there are more than a handful of lunatics 
that say that the Michael Jordan PMG green or PMGs are the ones to own. And it's because the kaboom cabal, you know, the money people who have money in the hobby and run the hobby say that that is the card to own. That is the card to own. There are plenty of other Michael Jordan cards out there that are numbered to 10 or 15 or 25 or whatever it is that if enough people got around to saying that's the card. Nick Uliano, uh, I don't know if I'm butchering his name. One of the nicest guys, by the way, in the hobby. Um, He has the Redemption Scoring Kings hand sign one of one. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm curious. Huh? I think it's a hideous card. It's chipped all over the place. Yeah. I mean, it has to be. They they bought an old one and they did. Those buybacks, they just don't do it for me. That's they, they take an old card, they buy it back, they have them sign it, put it in a product, and it's hand numbered one of one. Like that's now you took a 1993 card, you inserted it into like a 2007, 2008, you know, 25 year later product, okay. 11, 15 year later product, and you and now it's a one of one redemption or I don't know. That it, oh, doesn't do it for you? No, it's, I mean, it, 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 it's a card from a year where Jordan wasn't even playing. Just like Larry Bird Prism cards don't do it for you. Because it's not even a playing time. It's like okay, a, it, I didn't say that. I have all Larry Birds. I have a rainbow. <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying, right? So well, that one to me doesn't. That doesn't do it. You know what? You that, know what does it for me? Actually, yeah. have having David Kohler on. I think memorabilia for Jordan is a really interesting play compared to some of like the higher ticket items. Like memorabilia for Jordan, it, it's not going to have a pop of 314, right? Like you see with the because the fleet PSA 10 314 is a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean a lot depends on what you think a lot is. I happen to think, remember, guys, I I own this card, so I happen to think it's the most iconic basketball card in the world. You could define iconic however you want, right? Sure, there's not ten of them, there's not twenty of them. It's not a rare card, but but you know somebody told me the other day Bitcoin is going to go up because there's only eighteen million of them, and there's not enough for every millionaire in the world wants to own a Bitcoin. There's not enough Bitcoin around to go for them. So my my thesis is sure, 318, 314, whatever there are out there, it's not the rarest card in the world. But that's, I believe, the card that for basketball players, for young people, for people coming into the hobby, is the card that everyone wants. I think every young player who signs their first Jordan athlete deal, every young player, if, like, if this is really what we all think it's going to be, fanatics coming in and turning this into a monster and this is a real asset class and funds are going to come in that is the card that's the card every fund is going to want to have for their basketball pc it's easy because it's a psa 10 any it's a little young... signing bonus you're like you're thinking like signing bonuses with a jordan I'm, I'm, I'm thinking th- i'm thinking every young here, player who, who, my, who signs bonuses. me too everybody who signs and everybody who's a, an athlete they want to be a jordan brand athlete that's the card. Like that's that's the one. Like if, if an athlete comes into cards, that's the one they're gonna want. They're not gonna want a scoring kings. They're probably believe they're not not gonna want a PMG. I they wonder don't know what a PMG what, is. I wonder if that's all the fuss with that's been I've been seeing with CD Lamb. He didn't get one of those and he was not happy. <laughs> yeah, he was supposed to get Trevor Lawrence leaf cards or something. I don't know what the story is there. But no, but you understand what I'm saying. I I I hope, right? You know, I mean. If you put down cards on a table in front of somebody and, you know, and they're not in the hobby, but they're thinking about getting in, they're going to know the Jordan. They're going to know Mickey Mantle. They, they, they might think that the PMG looks cool. They're not going to know what it is. They have to be told what that is by somebody who's telling them what to do. A lot of us fall into that little problem area, too, by the way. We are buying what people are telling us to buy. 
Don't let don't let people tell you what to buy with your money. Buy what you want to buy. We've been telling you. We've been telling you since day one, right? Throw fish I, in water. What, clearly, I'm wrong, the, right? If if, if throw I the didn't fish in the water, teach yeah, a man throw the fish, fish, teach the fish, teach the fish how to catch a man. Andrew's doing fine. So so listen, if I would have put my money instead of on a Jordan, you know, rookie, if I would have bought a PMG, I'd be quote unquote doing better, right? The card would be worth more. But you know what? I don't want that card. I mean, I I would add it with my Jordan, but when I said, all right, I have the money, I want the rookie. Like, that's the card I want. That's the card I never was able to get. That's the card I want to buy. Is that stupid? Should I have bought the other one and sold it and buy? I, I, this is the card I want. I'll hang on to it. And I think there's probably more than 314 people who sit there like me and say, I, that card, I could put it in, you know, put it in a safe, safe deposit box and never look at it again. And then it's just one less that's for sale. So David Kohler, SCP Auction, he left an impression on me. And the reason why is you hear about memorabilia collectors, but you don't meet them as often as you would meet someone at a trade show. True. Because, so we hear about them. And it got me thinking, man, I was like, he had Kobe Bryant's cast. And I told my sister, and she's like, that's kind of gross. And I'm like, Ariel, you don't understand. There's people that love to collect mm -hmm. items of historic people. So When she said I, that was gross, did you say it's not Andre the Giant's jockstrap? I said, Take well, that's Take why it went up 90%. <laughs> I'm saying, Ariel, I'm sending you a gift. You're going to love this. <laughs> um, no, my point was, if you look at Michael Jordan's rookie jersey on collectible, hmm? so it's rookie, game-worn, and signed. Just yep. to process that. Yep. Rookie, game-worn, and signed, which, I mean, if we're going to call it what it is, that's a one-of-one. One. Maybe another one will come up. Now, if you could buckle in for the next 10, 15 years – this to me feels like such a play. Now, this jersey sold last year in July, 125,000 SCP. There was another one from 1997 sold on Golden for 600,000. This right now is at 242,000. Now, look at this item. This is an item that will be bought out at some point. It's just inevitable because there's so few of these. And it's gorgeous. It's an artifact. Now, could this go down to 100,000 before it goes to goes up? Yes. That's why I say buckle up. But as we're sitting here talking about Jordan's cards, which Jordan card do you want to have? We didn't even talk about Exquisite. This, to me, feels like actually a safer play long-term than any of his cards. I mean, if memorabilia becomes a segment, sure. And I think it has. I think, you know, you see some of these things that are going up, some of the things that people are selling. Um, you know, cards are a little more liquid, you know, you know what they're worth, a card like, you know, an, an item like that. You just don't have the, you know, the track record. You don't know, okay, right. Jordan Jersey sell for this much because one sells every month and one sells every two months, you know, the story, but you know, what, what comes with that is a little more price discovery. And, you know, I don't know yeah. how many Jordan rookie jerseys signed by him. There are out there. Right. Can't be that well, many. And that's the buckle up, right? Liquidity is great. If you need the peace of mind or the certainty of taking your money out at any time. Right with with the Jordan Fleer, you know you could get 200k at any time in this market. Yeah. Sometimes it'll be 250, maybe before it was 270. Now it's 198.95, but you know what you're getting with that jersey. You don't know what you're gonna get, so that's like the buckle up. But I think if you're playing a really long game, that's an interesting artifact. Because yeah, I'll leave it like that. I like it. What else? You we tell me, man. You tell me the Charles Barkley thing you like that 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 uh, that filled so that'll come for trading I think June twenty third. 
You like I, Chuck. I, you think Chuck is undervalued. I know that. Well, I find it interesting how to value these because, like, Jordan's game rook, game worn rookie jersey is $242,000 signed. But then a 51 point game from Barkley's 156. Like, it's so hard to compare these apples to oranges type of thing. Chuck so, so, not too many 50 point games. So, you know, there's not many of those out there. But yeah, it's. That's, he's phenomenal yeah. though he's phenomenal what else we got Lu lucas um blue prism fell 15 percent, but lucas a darling lucas a darling there's so many collectors of luca he's made a lot of people money even when he loses he like praises the other team and people are like i love you luca his collector base is so strong and i, I would say as strong as any modern player there is um the kobe shoes cage What's yep. fascinating is last week the French blue ones were up. This week the, the these other ones are down. It's been doing that since like we started doing the show. No rhyme or reason. No rhyme or reason. Pretty crazy. And a little shorter. I mean, you want to give like a 30 second, you want to just talk macro, like well, I mean, are there any items out there? Let's take a look at the the Kevin Durant refractor that's on there, right? I mean, obviously there's been some sales. Um, this is one I would probably pay attention to, but maybe not this week. You know, some some sales have, have had this one coming down a little bit. Um, no, you're going to hear about this team in the offseason. You know, this is a team that's supposed to be stacked. You know, what's going to happen with Ben Simmons? Is he going to play? Is Kyrie going to sign a deal? Is there going to be, you know, a trade? Who the heck knows? But this is one of those cards that, you know, was trading at $25,000, you know, during the season when people thought he was going to win, you know, another championship. His legacy is pretty solid. What's it trading at now, market value? I think Durant is dead to us. 15000 15 And I think it may come down more than that. As a matter of fact, I, I, I do believe it's going to come down a little bit more than that. But there will come a point in time when people are starting to focus on football here in the next couple of months. Basketball is done. You don't really have any crazy basketball where this card – Will be one that is, you know, presents an opportunity of one of the better players of all time. But let's get the counterpoint. Why do you think he's dead to us? I don't think collector base. Let's stay on this th mm -hmm. topic, right? Like a collector. Like you look at Jordan. Jordan has a mm -hmm. ton of cards, but because he has such a huge, loyal, passionate collector base, they love his cards. His cards are steady, even in difficult times. Luca, more modern. Tom Brady, collector base. I don't see LBJ, dude. LBJ's collector base is like, they'll fight you. They'll internet fight you, the, the bronze. So, like, I would say actually Kobe's collector base isn't as rabid. You have Shyway leading the way, but other than that. I mean, just the, just the Kobe kabooms. Yes. No uh, he really likes those. But my point is, I don't really see a ton of rabid fans, rabid collectors for Durant. And what makes it even more difficult is what Durant are we collecting? We have Supersonics, which is super weird. We have OKC. Now we have the Warriors, and then we have the Nets. His best years, wh where were they? Were they OKC? They're definitely not Supersonics. And But he's more successful in the Warriors, but that was Steph's team. So his collector base is so fragmented. I think you only see Durant really move when it's people gambling and speculating. Like The yep. only reason I believe Durant's moved was because... Unfortunately, I love you, Gary, but this was a miss on your part. Was when he Gary was like, Durant's gonna bring a title to like New York and yeah, Durant's buy his stuff now. And and the first time he drops 50 in Brooklyn, the cards are gonna explode. Yep. This is why I've been telling you guys you listen to Gary for business advice, you come to me for scouting and basketball. <laughs> it wasn't wrong. Durant was great, you know, but it, you know, this the, the the team itself is sort of a mess. Durant's a great player. Um, always has been and will go down now as you know as an all-time great. He's got many, many years left. You know what's funny? Shoot. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. No, no, go ahead. 
it, people said Durant was better than Curry up until this year. I still say Durant's better than Curry. No, you don't. As a player, a hundred percent. Overall player, Durant's a better player. You would take Durant over Curry. That's uh, as if you're telling me who is a better player, a seven footer with the seven foot seven wingspan that can play defense, that can shoot the three, that can drive. Yes, Durant is a better player than Steph Curry. Steph light Curry, him up, light him up in the comments, Luca Nation. I mean, I'll take, I'll take it. Right now, obviously, Steph is playing and probably going to win another title, but he's never won the Finals MVP. Right? Maybe that changes this year. He is a fantastic, fantastic three-point shooter. He is a great player. He is a great team player. Right? But you're telling me, you're asking the question, who's a better basketball player? Who's a more talented basketball player? Better basketball player? You have to say Durant. You have to. And I think anybody who doesn't is probably not watching the games, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would I would invest in Steph now, of course. I mean, he's got the legacy, you right? Don't invest in auto Steph doesn't. But I oh, would you, you could get his refractor. His, your his refractor. His chrome refractor. I, I, I would definitely get one of those, 100%. He hates um, autos. It's, he's, you're such a particular guy. You, If you were a woman, you'd be like the woman, like, I don't use, like, product purses. Like, I only use Fendi. Yeah, brand like, loyalty. 100%. <laughs> you don't do autos at all. It's just... So here's the thing. Tell me the thing. When I was collecting in the late 80s and early 90s, autos were not part of the products. They did not come in to products until the late 90s. Mid 90s had some random ones here and there. You know, you see the, the Jordan SPX die cut and that kind of stuff. There were no autos. People were not chasing autos. Well, they were. Inserts just started. You know, there was the, when you bought a pack of baseball cards, you were looking for a good player in a base card. Right, that was baseball cards. Obviously, we've evolved, and they became chases. But that was never my thing. It was never what I was chasing as a kid. Refractors came out in 1993. When they came out, I was 16 years old. Right, that I love. I love the refractors. I love the shiny stuff. The first, the first finest came out. I was 16 years old. I was buying baseball cards. I had enough. You what know, was money your first refractor own. that you pulled? Um, I could not afford the baseball packs. The finest baseball packs were like $30 a pack when they came out, $20, $30 a pack at the store. I could not afford them. So I never opened up as a kid. I never opened up a pack of 93 finest baseball. I love it. And you know I love that set. I tried to build the refractor set at PSA 10 and gave up on it um, because there is no Bernie Williams in a 10, believe it or not. Um, But, but yeah, it's not even a 10 in Bernie Williams, so you can't really build the set in PSA 10. But um, the, the, the football, when football and basketball came out, like, I definitely bought packs of that. They were a lot cheaper. And I got a bunch of refractors. I mean, I got a Shaq refractor, which was second year. I pulled a Weber rookie refractor out of a pack. That was a cool pull. The football, my brother pulled an off-center Barry Sanders refractor out of a pack. Uh, so that was kind of cool. Um, you know, it was just it was good stuff. The football was blue. And the basketball is that weird, like, awkward-looking product just some of my brick walls i pulled the one with the brick walls like an all-star it's not as good that's the shack that i pulled I pulled the shack with a brick wall not as good so anyway autos weren't there they, you know they, they weren't in the packs they weren't inserted so it's just it never was my it never was my jam give me an 89 upper deck griffey or give me an 83 tops tony gwynn you know let's let's, those. let's wrap with this final question you're yep. on the hot seat mm-hmm. mantle and ruth aside Mm-hmm. And Wagner. 
Okay. And .com. Okay. Who is the next vintage baseball player you would invest in? Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson. Yeah, Jackie, Jackie Robinson. Robinson. Yeah, I mean, 100%. Jackie, Jackie Robinson. No good? I mean, Collectibles has quite a few Jackie Robinsons. Oh, yeah. And a really nice one. The 3-5 that they have is nicer than most of the 4s, 5s, and you know 6s that have been sold recently. Signed model bat. That means it's a bat that they used to make all his other right. bats. Right. So, no. So that's a cool piece. That's a piece that was signed by him, but not game used by him. It's a, it's a professional model, so it was designed for him to use, but it was not actually used by him in a game. Hmm. Pretty cool. Any final words before we wrap, King? No, that's a cool piece. I like it. 1949, right after the war. Louisville Slugger. It's a Hillerich and Bradsby. That was the that was the Louisville and Slug Louisville Slugger. You know the the bat for uh, you know for Jackie Robinson. Uh, it's a cool card. I like that one. You, you, you pull up the 48 leaf with the yellow background. That's a, just a gorgeous card. Very nice reservation. Very nice. Just you see how it pops, Cage? Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.